So the other day, my wife was sharing with me a video and she said, have you seen this video out of McAllen, Texas? Now McAllen, Texas is in the Southern part of Texas is closer to the border of Mexico. It won't take you long to get to the border at all in McAllen. McAllen, Texas is a place where it's majority Mexican. You have some white people, some black people there, but the majority of the people there are Mexicans. The majority are that came in from there are immigrants or some of them was there already, but the majority of people for sure have ties to Mexico. So in this particular podcast, I want to dive in on the clip. I hope you saw on YouTube. If you came from YouTube, you saw the clip that I shared that prompted this podcast and that clip that you saw on YouTube, but you had to see it to understand it. It was people in McAllen, Texas, Mexicans are having a Trump, you know, rally Trump parade. Okay. Now this is the same McAllen, Texas that a few months ago they had people, you know, when George Floyd protests had jumped off and they had people protest for George Floyd in McAllen, Texas. And there was a Mexican man jumped out of his car with a chainsaw and say, those N words are lying to you. There's hardly no black folks down there. And he's talking about N words when he is maybe one to two shades lighter than me, but he wants to say them N words are lying to you. Then what's funny about this whole thing is let's have a recap. Okay. So I, once again, let me say that it is Mexican, not Cuban, not Puerto Rican, Mexican. Okay. So let me, let me recap a, a clip. Something Donald Trump said about them specifically. Let me roll that. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Remember that comment, Donald Trump came out the gate with that, talking about Mexicans specifically. Now, anyone that knows racism, white supremacy, you know that that was a dog whistle to his white supremacist base that he was building at that time. But you have a group of Mexicans that's here in this country that they feel that they're a white. They are really what you would call a white Hispanic or what we would say now a Mzungu Hispanic. They let that Mzungu status that get put on everything that they have go to their head. Some of them are maybe first generation born here. Some of them maybe second generation. And they really feel that they belong with the Mazungus. And some of them will want to join the Proud Boys and any other kind of white supremacist group, militias, and anything else that they want to be a part of. And the reason why they look at us as black folks as a problem is because we stand in the way of them completely assimilating. They have to look at us as the enemy 
of their progress of assimilating into white supremacy or being white. You see, as long as we're here fighting against racial tyranny, it keeps the white supremacists on guard and letting them also know you're not one of us. So some of them get mad about that and say, we're the problem. We're the one causing the issues. And there's any person that come in this country, not just them, they could come from the Caribbean. They can come from different countries in the African continent, which we talked about this before. The United States only allow the coon class to come into the United States. They don't allow the riders like the Julius Malemas and the EFF and all those kind of people to come in the United States. No, they want the elite coon class of African and Caribbean nations here. And then when they come over here, some of you really believe that that's how all people in the Caribbean feel about black Americans or how different Africans feel. And I notice even with the immigrants, it's more issues with the Nigerian immigrant more than any other immigrant with black Americans. I'm gonna get down to, to the uh, issues of that as I look more and more deeper into it, because I notice that's a constant issue and problems, at least with the coon class, they can't stand us, but at the same time, they got to use our culture and, and our way of living to, to actually get involved with something. They can't talk about what happens in Nollywood. They can't talk about, you know, uh, what happens in their culture for people to pay attention to them. They only have to talk about us for them to be paid attention to. But like I said, that's a um, different podcast for a different day. But you have one that one woman by the name of Nestri Younger from Cameroon that was out there at the Black Lives Matter protest in DC telling black people you never been a slave, you ne- you ain't you ain't suffered anything. You get what I'm saying? They make sure to get those over here. So it's not just the Mexican ones or Hispanics, it's also the black ones. It's also whatever the Asian ones or whoever else come over here. They have anti black sentiment. When you have these people, you have like right in McAllen, Texas, my wife has said at the dinner table, she said, now I finally understand what they meant now by white Hispanic. Now I see it. Cause my wife and her friends go in on, on them all the time because they be sitting up here shucking and jiving and cooning and Trump don't like them like that. But let me tell you how, how screwed up a lot of them are. They feel they're better than their own people because they are first generation or second generation. They didn't go through the border. So they, they even look at their own people and say, yeah, those illegals are sure. I'm not like them illegals. I'm a citizen. I'm not them, but yet Trump was putting their own people in cages. Non Mazungu groups will ride harder for white supremacy than actual Mazungus because they're trying to prove their worth. See, when you have people like Sheriff Villanueva, in the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. They actually have whole white supremacist gangs in his Sheriff's Department. Now you would think, why would that go on? And this is supposed to be a quote unquote brown man. A lot of people today have said there's no such thing as a black and brown coalition. And the reason why people are saying there's no such thing as a black and brown coalition is because a lot of the brown want to be Mazungu. And they have chosen to try to side with the Mazungu against us. And some of them slowly starting to see it's not working side with those Mazungus. And now some of them want to come creep up and back over here. And a lot of brothers and sisters now saying, nah, uh, go over there, stay over there where you at. 
you want to be in the Proud Boys, go over there. To see, at the end of the day, they don't. A lot of them that do that don't realize those people don't like them. Those people will use them, but they don't like them. They don't want them to control anything unless they're white supremacists. It's just like even in the black community, you look at the Congressional Black Caucus. They don't do nothing for black folk. They do nothing. And as long as no one do nothing for black people, even those who are black, you're fine. As long as you keep up the system of white supremacy. But these people are dangerous. You look at that main guy, that Cuban guy, uh, Enrique Tario with the Proud Boys. He even said in the article that black people stand in the way of the progress of people like him. Now, if you research those Cubans that came over here and why they didn't like Fidel Castro, let's talk about that history a little bit. Well, those Cubans that ran over to Florida, those were the white supremacist Cubans, the ones that hated black people, the ones that didn't want black people to have equality. See, when they had the rebellion and when they won and black people was fighting alongside to, you know, with Fidel Castro and all that. When Fidel Castro took over, he said, all that white supremacy, all that racism, that's not about to happen no more. We ain't about to treat black people like that. Everybody going to be equal. And those people in Cuba say, oh, hell no. We don't want no equal society in Cuba. We leaving. And they have set up there and branded Fidel Castro as the most horrible person in the world. But they ran from Florida. Not because he was beating them and killing them. No just because they did not want black people to have equality. These are these, you know, white Cubans that ran from Cuba, not the black Cubans. We talking about the white ones and in white Cubans in Florida, they are hardcore Trump supporters or, or right wing because they have the same ideology. They want to be Mzungu so bad. Okay. They're dangerous. You gotta remember Fidel Castro helped, uh, in apartheid, assisting the brothers and sisters in South Africa. You got to remember Fidel Castro allowed Asata Shakur to come there and, and stay in, in, in that country. You got to remember that Fidel Castro was training many brothers and sisters in the medical field for free. Even, even black Americans had went over there. They demonized, you know, Fidel Castro, but once you start looking into the history, even when they had the Cuban missile crisis, if you look into that, that was a lie too. The media lied about everything. You understand know what I'm saying? And the reason why they don't like Cuba is because the Cuba don't put up with their crap. And that's any nation. They don't put up with them. They sanction them. They, they, they put embargo on them. They do all kinds of things to them. But what I'm trying to say is when you see all these, you know, so-called Hispanics being on the side of right wing, they have a lot of anti-black sentiments and they want to be white. You see that because only a fool would support Donald Trump when he call your people rapists and criminals and you bring in drugs. Like if he would have done that to black folks, it would have been an outrage. It would have been a major backlash and outrage from the black community. Do you think if Donald Trump was caging up black children, it would have went down that long? Man, black folks would have would have turned up about you locking black children in cages, treating black people like that. We're not going to sit by as black Americans and, and, and not have no kind of response to that kind of evil from Donald Trump. 
and his administration. No, he done that to them because they want to come into this country and they want to assimilate so bad that they won't say nothing or stand up for themselves. So they think the easier way is to just go ahead and be a shucking and jiving against your own people. And that's what you, that's what that is. I got many messages, even about that video I showed you guys on YouTube from other people that sent that to me outside of my wife. And, and, and some of my Hispanic uh, subscribers would be like, well, what the hell going on with my people? Why are we like that? But listen, I've heard some videos. I was doing some research on some of these people even doing YouTube. And they have a lot of white supremacist mindsets. They have, most of them have lineage to West Africa. Most of their culture, if you break everything in their culture down, is West Africa. From the dances like bachata and merengue to you look at their rice, they call it Spanish rice. Man, that's freaking Jolof. If you go ahead and look at the recipe, look at the recipes if you don't believe me. The way, listen, orchata, that comes from uh, the area of Nigeria when they had tiger nuts to make um, the drink they call orchata over there. When the slaves came, they didn't have the tiger nuts, they didn't grow that here, so they had to take the rice water to make the drink that they normally would drink, okay? So you can break down every part of their culture and see the great influence of black people, Africans in their culture, especially in Mexico more than definitely, and not even just Mexico, you can look at Honduras, all of Latin America, okay? We were there because slavery was all through this. So yes, we have a heavy influence into their culture and they don't wanna you know, recognize it because they want to be Mazungu. And at the end of the day, just as much as Jonathan Price found out, you think you can shuck and jive with them folks? You want to be a white supremacist against black folks? You'll see how that ends for you. You'll see how that ends. But as for black people, we got to take a zero tolerance policy on anybody within our group, outside our group, that want to be Mzungu. These non-Mzungu groups, and even those in our own community, they are dangerous. They will sell us out. That's why I don't do that people of color term or any. No, 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 no. You got to show me you for the community. You got to show me. You got to show me about the work you putting in, by how you speaking. And do them folks really hate you like that? If them folks don't hate you like that, then to me, you ain't doing nothing. Because you're not getting their attention for them to hate you. For them to be trolling you. That's why, you know, like I said, them days of... of, of Thinking, oh, well, shoot, why would we think these people would be sad with, with racism? Oh, no, the cat's out the bag now. And one thing I like about the presidency of Donald Trump, it exposed all of that. Everybody's hand been exposed during this presidency, and that's good. If, if, if anything else, Trump's presidency has done is exposed who's who in this country, how they really think about definitely us as black folks. But we also have learned to watch these other groups too. And we have to have this policy, black people. Anybody sides with white supremacy, no matter who you are, you now we know you are an open enemy of our community, period. We can't just say a white supremacist is a Caucasian. I said that a long time ago. White supremacy is an ideology. It, it don't matter about the color of somebody's skin. Even black folks could have strong white supremacist ideology like Larry Elder, Candace Owens, you know, them type of people. 
just to name a few. But we see, we see y'all, we see y'all, we see you. Now, for those of you who are in, definitely watch our show, who could be part of uh, the Latino community, uh, could be part of whatever community that you are a part of, okay? Your best bet is to take a stand against your people when you see that. Condemn the anti-black racism that they have. Condemn them supporting white supremacy. They should be about their community and how can we contribute to America if, we're gonna, if you're gonna live here, right? I always say, you should always have ties back to your own countries. Don't put all your eggs in the basket of America. I'm telling y'all, you that in Latin America, you need to make sure that you, okay, you come over here, get your money up, make sure you got a ties back to your homeland, and and you, that way you can go back there too. Don't get don't get set up here. Get your money up, go buy the big home, go go live in a, in an area you could never you know afford. Whatever, you're away from the crime, you're away from all the the, the issues and problems. Because you know good and well, there are places right in Mexico right now that you can live in certain places and you hardly have any issues and problems. Now, you you may still kind of have it because the cartels kind of run Mexico and all that, but you can move to other countries if you want to in Latin America, wherever you want to go. That's your business. But, you know, coming over here, joining up with a white supremacist against us, that that is going to be a defeat that you're not really going to want because you're going to suffer that backlash because when it comes to set asides, when it comes to all kinds of other things, we, we, we are the loudest group in, in America. We set trends and whatever. You don't want to really be labeled by us as team white supremacy. We already talking about there's no coalition. Do you really want us to continue to go deeper and deeper into that and keep exposing the anti-black Hatred that's part of those in the Hispanic community. Do you really want us to go that route? Supporting Trump and, 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 and being part of the Proud Boys and all that sort of thing, that's not a good look for you. I'm just saying, you need to be on the right side of history. And I'm not saying all. Of course, I'm not talking about all. I never say all. I'm talking about those who are doing that. You need to be on the right side of history because the backlash. It's always going to be heavy. Y'all talking about y'all don't like some of the people. That, I don't like this woke thing. It's not about woke. It's the truth. See, we live in a time of truth. You want to live. In, you want to go back to the lies. You want to go back to the time where the lies was, was the governing and, and the law of the land. That's what you want. You don't want the truth of Christopher Columbus. You don't want the truth about Jesus. You don't want the truth about the Catholic Church. You don't want the truth about all of that. You don't want the truth. All you want is a lie. And those lies will never rule this land again. Only the truth. So you can call it wokeness. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But it is a time of truth. And because you hate the truth, you have a lot of unrighteousness and darkness in you. And the truth is the light. So if you want to call it woke, that's fine. But we're not, we're not going to go back to the time of lying to nobody. And white supremacy is built on lies, deceit. Evil, death, rape, pedophilia, oppression. That's what you that's what you want to assimilate into? Any of these non-Mazungu groups? Oh, if you coming from Africa to Caribbean, you want to assimilate into that? Because some of y'all are against us too. Some of these Asian groups, you wanna like the Michelle Malkins of the world. 
this 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 female one shade lighter than me, Michelle Malkin, and she a hardcore white supremacist. I'm looking at this chick like, are you for real? But I say in the Asian world, you not even like dark skinned Asians are discriminated against. Let let them let them go around the lighter skinned Asians like the Japanese and the Chinese and and, and the Michelle Malkins and the, and all that. No, it, they treat them horribly because they got some white supremacist ideology in the Asian world too. With colorism. You would think a no-brainer would be, hey, all us dark, melanated people would be kind of sticking together against white supremacy. But no, you got these people dark. Like, listen, oh my God, it just amazes me to watch to watch someone that's, that's a shade lighter than me or maybe two shades lighter than me sitting up here, stand up here with a group of people that hate them. They hate them. Like, y'all ain't realize their history? Like, why do you think they gonna treat you any better? They don't treat you good now. If these people can't use you and abuse you, then they cast you to the side. All they care about is themselves. And that's, that's like, for me, that's annoying, but you know, once again, I'm repeat this. Be on the right side of history. Be on the right side. Because once you get that label, see them folks got that label. But I'm talking about to these other groups, you don't want us to label you. Because our labels stick as black people, as black American people, sure. We know how to label you. Don't let us get to that point. We're already warning you. We see what you're doing. We're already telling you we don't see a coalition. The last step is for us to label you. And you don't want that. I would prefer you be on the right side of history. Because history right now is being written. But shout out, like I said, to, to, to all my, my people that follow me, no matter where you at part of the world, those of you who are on the right side of history right now, no matter where you come from, you rock with me, I rock with you. You against racism, white supremacy, you for good, you for righteousness, you my people. You know, you, you take a stand, you my people, I don't care who you are, where you come from, I rock with you. But if you don't, I don't rock with you. And you, you got to be called out no matter where you're from. Nobody has a white supremacist ideology definitely can rock with me or around me. I will call you a white supremacist. It don't matter what color you are. If you got that evil demonic ideology, you're getting called out. Once again, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't allow us to label you because you side with them folks. But that's a label you will never escape. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more support of the show helps us to keep going helps us to change upgrade buy equipment you know eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys so support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate we definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now we love you we cherish you thank you for everything that you're doing see you next time